Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you folks. What a morning it is. And uh, with me, our dear friend, as always, uh, Kevin, Rob. Kevin, good morning to you. Good morning, sir, from near Sierra Vista, Arizona. Praise God. Kevin continues his uh, tour uh, with his coach throughout the part of the country, dealing with our military men and women. I'm proud of what he's doing out there. We're uh, just just letting you guys know, full disclosure, we're about three or four days before New Year's doing this uh this group of uh, a podcast, and, and then we're going to take a break for a while. But uh, uh, what's going on with you, Kevin? How long are you going to be there in that part of Arizona? Well, it's open-ended, Doug. So um, right now I'm in the proximity of, of two bases. I mean, close proximity, uh, about a half an hour away each. Davis-Monthan Air Force Base, which is a pretty, pretty huge you know, installation, yeah. home of the boneyard of uh, the graveyard of, of planes uh, in the desert. And then um, and then Fort Huachuca is is uh, near me as well. But brother, um, you know, these can take uh, a month. And uh, then from there, there's Luke Air Base, there's uh, Marine Corps Air Station, Yuma, Arizona. There is um, the Navy bases of San Diego, North Island. Then there's a huge ministry, huge going on in Camp Pendleton, Southern California as well. And there's, there's other bases. So, uh, that ministry that that the Lord allowed us to, uh, spearhead 10 years ago, I really am excited to go see. They're having just hundreds of, of Marines come out. So I'm just so thankful. Yeah. So, so you get to continue on or maybe as it gets, uh, uh, in the closer to summer, you head up north. We can hook you up with a bunch of churches up there in Oregon and Washington State and uh, PTSD yeah. groups up there. Yeah. So, absolutely. And, yeah. So, God's been good that way. Uh, folks, we picked a word of the day. Now, I know when I say this word, you, it, it, I don't want you to get spooky or anything. It's just something that we need to talk about. And, uh, and the word of the day is death. And there's a lot around of, uh, uh, an awful lot around us lately. As I got on, Kevin, I looked at Facebook over the holiday season. I think at least 10 or 12 people. Uh, that I know have went on to glory or that I know through their kids, you know, like people's parents, uh, uh, you know, a couple wives that sadly had cancer, a gentleman that uh, had congestive heart failure that passed away. So we we're confronted. So what I'm saying is we're confronted all the time with death. And uh, that's why it's so important that we have this relationship with Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, and it's so significant. And so with that in mind, I, I came up with some verses. I told Kevin one that I was coming up with right away. And whosoever liveth and believeth and liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? So these are our Lord's word, uh, our Lord's words. And, and he's saying, boy, if you believe in me, if you get this, if you're sold out, if you accept Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. Uh, you're never going to die. 
uh, you don't have to worry about that. And, uh, and, and, you know, we, we seen that. We remember over in, uh, Romans 14, it says, for whether we live, we live unto the Lord and whether we die, we die unto the Lord, whether we live therefore or die, we are the Lord. So in, in this group, Kevin, it's talking about once we've accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and savior, once he becomes the guide, the guiding Lord in our life, we, we, you know, we realize we're a sinner. We realize there's a price on sin. We realize that Christ paid that price. The Bible says that, uh, but God commended his love toward us. And while we were yet sinners, before any of us were born, Christ died for us. Once we realize that and we speak it with our mouth and believe it in our heart and we get that right, death is different. And, uh, uh, you know, so death is, is separation from your family here on earth. But in this particular case of death, it's not separation from God. It's eternity uh, with your Lord and Savior. It's eternity with a great God. Uh, unfortunately, it's for those who haven't accepted Jesus Christ uh, that select, uh, really, you know, they make a choice not to be saved or something like that, then death is separation from God and separation from your people here on earth. So I want to say this as we let Kevin talk about this a little bit. Accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior means you live on. Uh, it, it means we just pass from one place to another, and and we know that, and we expect to do that, and we believe in that. We know that uh, uh, being absent from the body is being present from with the Lord for those of us who have accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. So, so significant that we do that because it changes the rules of death, Kevin. Yeah. Yeah, you're getting into <clears throat> the topic of the most important thing that an individual needs to address, and that is where they're going to be 100 years from now, where they're going to be from a, for a million years from now, you know, a million years out, where are they going to be forever? And um, when it comes to death, which means a separation, it, it, you know, if someone in your life dies, they are separated from you, but it doesn't have to be permanent. It doesn't have to last forever. Um, <clears throat> imagine being you know, uh, let me read a verse. John five twenty four says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me, this is Jesus talking, uh, hath everlasting life. He possesses in the present tense everlasting life and shall not come into condemnation, <clears throat> but is passed from death unto life. So at the moment, like you said, of accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, as soon as you're born again by faith in him, you are already, <clears throat> you've already made a crossing. You've said, I've heard it said this way, you've set your reservation uh, there, and it's, it's certain that that's where you're going to go. So imagine being in a situation when it comes to losing a loved one, which is, you know, I'm sure there are people listening to this podcast who have lost a loved one. I've lost loved ones. You've lost loved ones to death. And when that when that takes place, isn't it wonderful if that person and you both have the assurance that 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 is a temporary a temporary shift of location? <clears throat> um you know, every once in a while I'll be in a restaurant and they'll be playing, 
the old song, uh, leaving on a jet plane, don't know when I'll be, come back again. And I still, I still tear up because I think about the, those guys leaving for Vietnam back in the days when, you know, yeah. that was me as Simon and Garfunkel or whatever sung it, but, or Peter, Paul, Peter, and Paul and Mary, someone. brother, praise God. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Don't mess that up. Yeah. Simon and Garfunkel never sounded that bad. Yeah. Praise God. <laughs> well, yeah. And there, yeah, there was a girl in there too. So uh, it must've been Mary, but you know, I'm, when I hear it, I'm just kind of transported back for a moment to the idea of your loved ones getting on a jet plane and they're going to Vietnam and it's horrible. And it's kind of like the movie, we were soldiers, you know, those, those women, that's a, you know, based on a true story, those women said goodbye to their husbands and they didn't come back. A lot of them, most of them did not come back in that one particular uh, round of, of deployments with that unit. So I'm brother, I'm just thinking about, it's so different when you have the assurance that they've passed from death and life, you've passed from death and life. And it's so important to know that if that's settled, then you, you know, have the assurance you they're coming back. This deployment will end and, and you're both going to be together again with Jesus. Yeah, that's great, brother, and so true. And uh, just having that promise from God, believing in God's word. And, you know, in the seminary, we used to say, uh, we used to use those words, does God's word claim to be the word of God? And we'd say, yes, sir, it does. And then the professor would say, does God's word prove it? And we'd say, it sure does. And then his response would always be, then we need to do something about that. We need to trust God and fulfill those things that God tells us to do. And the most important of those, as Kevin has pointed out, is this age-old thing, accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And some great things happen. The Bible tells us we pass from death unto life. So this old body that's dying every day, this old body that's filled with fibromyalgia and arthritis and, and these pains and these aches and and uh, trying to eat the right food, do the right things, drink the right things, get the water in me. That old body, boy, it's going to be all better. You're going to pass from death unto life. You'll, you'll never be more alive than you will be when you get to heaven once you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Well, folks, I'm glad we had the opportunity to go over this and, and talk about this. I'm just going to introduce a verse or two before we go ahead and set up our, our broadcast commercial here for our radio stations. But the Bible tells us, we've been over in the 29th proverb, and the Bible tells us, I want to start by looking at verse number 22. That's where we're at today. It's hard to believe we're getting through this thing so fast, but it says, an angry man stirreth up strife, and a furious man aboundeth in transgression. And uh, I remember that, and it, it says, you know, when you're angry, when you're that angry person, when you're, uh, and, and you know the type, we've all met angry people, we all know that, they uh, you know, they can really steer up some strife. They can really uh, be those people. You know, strife is like conflict. I, boy, I had strife and conflict causes in my office in the Army and, and churches and stuff like that. If you're angry, you can bring that to a real bad place is what that's talking about. And a furious man aboundeth in transgression. And, you you know, when I think of furious, I'm thinking of these people who just blow off the handle. You know, they're, they're these people who have a temper 
temper that you can't quite uh, understand why they're so mad all the time or why they're so angry. They hear something and out of nowhere, they just pop. They just explode like there's some type of time release. And hey, we're going to talk about that in just a second. Let's go ahead and do what these radio stations need us to do. Great to be back with you, folks. Thanks for taking the time to be with us. And we remember as we go on, we're talking about this fellow here who... Uh, you know, this angry guy, he stirs up strife, which is that disagreement, those issues, that conflict there in the office, uh, everything's upside down. And, and, uh, you know, when we think of that person, when we think of that furious person, that person with that hot temper going crazy and man, they can make the whole world upside down. Kevin, you've met these types, right? These people who stir up the strife, these people who do these things. Uh, and, uh, what are you thinking, brother? Yeah, there's people that, Doug, they they feel they have a right and they feel that that's their means of expression. They have a right to express themselves, to vent themselves, and um, because it makes them, quote, feel better uh, about the situation and about other people versus, you know, in other words, there's people that feel like they either are going to be pent up inside with it and it's and that's unhealthy which is correct or they're going to vent it and they they need instructed they need to be convinced and they need to be sometimes convinced in a difficult way by people getting away from them and and then trying to get them some help because uh in, in these extreme cases like you said there's anger and then there's fury and people that hurt other people as a means of expressing displeasure. Yeah. Uh, they'll turn everything upside down. Yeah. Yeah, they will. So, and, uh, and so know, the be, Bible's very, be careful. Oh yeah. Go ahead, brother. No, no. I was just going to point out one more thing, sure. brother. Um, you know, I've heard it said before wrath, you know, there's wrath and then there's anger. The Bible says be angry and sin not. And, um, anger can be, um, a, a guided, uh, emotion. In other words, it can be directed with action that's controlled and and loving. But wrath is is the release of something that is is pent up there, and only only God has the ability to do that in a measured way. And the Bible says, "Forsake wrath." So we cannot handle fury. We can't handle wrath. And if we can't distinguish between um, a just anger at you know, that's turned into a loving response uh, or a, you know, a reparative responsibility to fix something, including uh, ourselves. And, and instead it turns into wrath. Man is, is and I've, I've heard this said, man is unable to handle wrath. And so there's, there's no place for it. Yeah, there you go. And looking at that next verse, as we continue on, we dealt with the angry man and and we go on a man's pride. We go to the prideful man here. A man's pride shall bring him low, but honor shall uphold the humble of a spirit there. And, you know, a, a man's pride, 
Well, it, you know, it's designed, you know, God has designed pride that our prideful hearts and stuff to bring us low, that we find humility is what I see when I, when I see that verse, it's going to bring us low. It's going to bring us to that place where we realize, man, we are not everything we thought we are. We're not, you know, uh, we're not running this whole race alone, that we serve this great God, that there's other people among us that we're out there together. It, but then that second part of the verse, I really like that, but honor shall uphold the humble in spirit. So a humble person, so pride, being prideful, it'll knock you down. God will knock you down. It always knocks you down. It brings you to a low place like the verse was talking about. And that low place makes you see humility. And then the second part of that verse is, but honor shall uphold the humble in spirit. So those humble in spirit, they gain this God honoring type of thing, Kevin. They, you know, God honors the humble in spirit. God honors the, even us who are dealing with prideful problems and are dealing with pride and living the way we shouldn't live and uh, be giving credit to ourselves that we shouldn't take. And, uh, but God says, well, we're going to bring you low. Doug, you're going to get low, but you can find you can find humility there. And if you do, you like this other part of this verse, and which is you gain honor by being humble. And I think the verse actually says, "But honor shall uphold the humble in spirit." And uh, so you want to be upheld by God. You want to gain honor from God. You want to be in a different status. Well, friends, find that humility. What are you thinking, Kevin? Yeah, brother. You know um, the Lord. The Lord has uh, so made it that he lives without the glory that's due to his name. He's, we're supposed to give him glory due to his name. He's supposed to get credit, but he doesn't get credit. And um, when we start to think, when I start to think that I have some great thing about me, and I, that's, that's kind of lodged in my mind. The Bible says, uh, how long shall vain thoughts lodge within thee? So when I have this vain thought, some puffed up, empty thought that I'm better than I really deserve or better than I am. And, and so I'm claiming something I don't deserve. God gave it to me. What's the problem? I'm thinking about my good thought, my good qualities. And therefore other people are not, I believe this is what the scripture is, is bringing out as well here. Honor shall uphold the humble in spirit. Other people are going to say, well, he, he knows what he is. She knows what she is. She's full of herself. There's no honor to that. No one's going to honor you. But on the other hand, isn't it true, Doug, that when we say, you know what, I, I'm, I'm nothing without Christ, and I'm just so, I'm just so blessed. Other people have invested in my life, and I have such a indebtedness to to other people. When, when people recognize that we're thinking less of ourselves than the average person does, then they're going to surround us with honor. And that's just a whole better paradigm of life, isn't it, Doug, where we feel it, like it is. It's a change. Yeah. 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 And, and I, I'd rather take honor from other people than, than, uh, than to take honor from myself. And there's where it's at. And and folks in the Army, and you've heard me use this expression before if you're a regular listener over the years, but we used to have this group of people we called spotlight soldiers. And they were the ones that had to look fantastic, look great uh, when the spotlight was on them, when the commander showed up, when there was a review, when there was an inspection. But these same people, it was all about them. 
You know, they, they would, uh, they'd outrank you a little bit. I can remember being in a hole years ago and I was digging and digging and sweating and I was trying to, I was in an engineering unit and we were trying to dig out a drain. We were putting a drain in at the end of this airway and I was trying to get, it got locked up and, uh, we had to do the last shoveling by hand. I was able to use a backhoe and get down about four or six of the eight feet. And I had been down there digging for about 45 minutes, opening the drain, getting ready to pour some concrete in there. And I mean, there was sweat pouring out of me. There was dirt all over my face. And all of a sudden, the guy in charge of me said, hey, Carragher, let me have a turn. Hopped in the hole. And right then, the commander pulled up. And that guy's down there rubbing dirt on his face and stuff saying, look at me. Well, that doesn't work with God. And it didn't work with the Army either. And uh, God wants us all to be in that hole digging. Uh, God wants us all. Humility is godliness. And that's the bottom line. I think we see that in the verse um, you know, our prideful spirit, you know, it's, it's going to bring us low, but, but God will use that humility. We, and, uh, and, and you'll gain some honor out of it at the end of that verse, but honor shall uphold the humble in spirit. So friends, I would say this, no matter what you're doing today, no matter where life is finding you, and, and we, we get these things thrown at us that cause us to be humble. I mean, we, we lose relationships, friendships, whatever it is we lose. We lose uh, uh, sometimes jobs. Sometimes we refocus. We Sometimes people ghost us. Sometimes we end up upside down. Whatever the case may be, uh, I want you to know that through humility, through trusting God, uh, you gain honor from God. And uh, that's where you want to gain your honor from. That's who we need to put our concern on as we go about doing our mission. And, and, and you know, Kevin, we look at this, and, and we wrap up these two verses today, and we look at this, and I, I guess what I would say, and I want to give you a minute to talk here, I guess what I would say to everybody today is, listen, you know if it's about pride for you. You know if you're worried about getting the last word in. You know if you're worried about, has, has the boss seen everything I've done? And I get that to a certain point. I mean, dropping an email saying, this is what I accomplished today. But if we're living a life where we ensure we get the last word, if we're living a life where we're reminding people months later that we worked on a project that helped fulfill the company's ideals or goals or something like that, we're prideful. Uh, but God says, go low. And, and, and friends, go low early. Go low early, and, uh, and God will use that. So, Kevin, we're sitting here at about 45 seconds. Anything you want to say to wrap us? Yeah, Jesus said, um, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. And then he says, for I am meek and lowly in heart. <laughs> Brother, if I can't be uh, like Jesus in that, where he laid aside what he deserved to get and got the opposite, he got spat on he got punched he got kicked he got criticized he got his glory you know taken from him he got mocked brother then i then i need to i need to start to to get into the word of god i need to look at jesus boy jesus has that has he's got it if he's lowly if he's humble if he's got that mind then i'm with that mind to be in me there it is friends listen if there's anything we can do for you make sure you look us up at the help the wounded spirits facebook page doug at woundedspirits.com. we'd love to hear from you love to talk to you love to tell you about the ministry help wanted we're looking for missionaries we're looking for people to volunteer to counsel other people need ladies and men and uh feel free to give us a call give us a contact whatever the case may be hey Listen to every word Eric's going to tell you about knowing for sure that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. We love you and wear that smile today that only God can give you. God bless you. Thank you.
Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.